This episode of the podcast is brought to you once again by you for supporting those local businesses and brands and now artists, as we hear in this episode, that you believe in. So go to their site, repost it on your social media, tag them in post, interact with them. Anything that you can do to help lift up others, the better. All right. This episode is with Gabriel Persmack. I guess how you say the last name. If I butchered it, Gabriel, I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot to ask him how to pronounce it. But we just got into some cool stuff. This was done on Instagram Live. And if you've ever had an idea in your head about stepping out on your own and not having a boss and doing your own thing, this is the podcast to listen to. He does that thing. He describes the feeling and how it worked and how rewarding it is in the end to do so. I really enjoyed this conversation. He's such an inspirational dude, and I can't say enough good things about him. So please go follow him and all his stuff and enjoy this episode with Gabriel. <laughs> to say I have a stylist is. Uh... Well, I don't have a stylist. This is where I get my hair cut. <laughs> I, support, I support local friends. That's pretty much what it is. There you go. I like that. I dig it, man. I've been doing that for a while, man. They're, they're good people. Right on. Well, it looks cool. It fits you. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, I guess, you do you live on Galveston? Yeah, I live on uh, in the middle of the island. Oh, right on, man. <laughs> yeah, right I've on. been living here all my life. And so you travel to Houston to do like the painting and stuff that you do? Oh, I go to Houston all the time. I, I go to Houston just to buy paint. That's just one thing. But I, I definitely do paintings in Houston a lot. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, if you if you scroll through your Instagram or whatever, which is actually, I think, how I found you first. It was either through following <laughs> Nate Floyd with Wind and Wave, or you painted oh, yeah, yeah. A, or you painted an Astros mural somewhere. Yeah, that was in Houston. Uh, I did that during the that was for the the championship, the American League championship. Yeah, which is funny because. Uh, that's a company out of Chicago, Muros. Um, they, they just kind of go to different cities and do corporate gigs and get local artists to paint. Um, so they bumped me up a bunch of times. I was supposed to be like the second person to paint a, a mural and they bumped me up and then, and then I had to go to, Cal- I went to California for a week. They're like, well, you're not here. So we're going to bump you up again. I'm like, oh, that sucks. And then the eighth, it was the eighth game that we won. And that was like, the best game because that was the championship game so i was like oh this is awesome i'm stoked i get to do the championship game so it was a that was an awesome little privilege there dude i bet man how long does it take to do one of those like murals that like oh my gosh so that day that was the longest day and a half i've ever i've never stayed up for 38 hours (laughs) because <laughs> well it, it didn't take that long to paint it it was just there were so many extra things to do after i painted it because there was like media and then they were like hey add this now and then i just i was on like a high of being awake for so long i was like oh my gosh i'm going home now but it only took like 10 to 11 hours to do that bureau which I mean, I work fast. When I'm under pressure, I really work fast. Just you by yourself out there? Yeah, it was just me. That's crazy. The city, I, mean, I guess, did the city their, of Houston designate a spot where you could do that? I mean, yeah, they had plotted and planned everything beforehand. They said, hey, this is where you're going to paint. What do you need? I was like, uh, just a scissor lift so I can work quick because that's a lot easier to paint faster. 
Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty sweet that they get like you got all that stuff and the city let you because it's super awesome. I thought they were super cool. All hey, of them. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, do you do that for a living? Do you do the graffiti art stuff for a living? Yeah, really? I, I, I've been I've been doing it for a living for a couple of years now. Yeah, since uh, 2018. Yeah. Yeah, from the beginning of uh, February. Yeah, it'll be a little over two years now. But I've been painting. I've been painting like as a like for a living on the side for like twelve years. So it's not been something like the only thing new was that I just now I'm just living off of it. You know, that's it. Now that's, it's just like whoa. It's when I first started doing it full time, I was a little scared. I was like, this is crazy. I don't get paycheck to paycheck like every two weeks. This is different. <laughs> but it was fine. I was like, you know what? God's gonna provide it. He's gonna take care of the rest for me. So I was, I was trusting God in that. That was the biggest thing, and that that's what happened. So I mean, it's been a blast though. It's the the funny thing about that is I look for challenges in artwork and doing things, and that was a huge challenge. And I was like thriving off of it. You know what I mean? Like I was thriving off of this challenge of, okay, how do I pay my bills? Oh wait, I've already been doing this, but it was a mind, it was a mental thing, big time. You know. But life's better since you since you took that oh decision. My gosh. I love it, man. It's 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 definitely more free, you know, more freeing, and that's one of the things I promote is to be free, and not to hurt yourself and being free. But basically, if in in the sense of being free is you can help elevate other people, you know, and and enhance other people's lives as you're going, as you're developing, as you're changing them changing the pace constantly you know setting the bar for yourself also helps other people set the bar for themselves Heck you know yeah. yeah it's a good thing it's like a it's it's a light i mean that's that's god that's what he does to us that's what he does to me well all it takes is one person to see like you doing something and be like oh i think i can do that and then it makes it easier for them down the line and all that good. like yeah, yeah. and it, it just paves the way for more people and more people and to do it that sometimes is a I mean, that's, that's how I want people to see that. But then sometimes it can be discouraging. You know, have you ever been like, man, that person's doing so much. Oh, I'm never going to make it. You know, I used to think like that until I stopped competing. You know what I mean? Like stop having this competitive thought. I feel like, I feel like it's an American thing. I don't know. (laughs) Because I talk to people that aren't American. They're like, what are you talking about? Well, (laughs) I mean. I don't know about that. I think it's in human nature to be just competitive, man. Like you, yeah. you looked at, I mean, I guess it's kind of weird to say an artist was competitive. It is, but that's a mentality. That's a big mentality. Cause the thing is you get people that tell you as an artist, I hear people, they're like, Oh yeah. I hear a lot of people say this. Oh yeah. His works better than his work. And I'm like, why are you even saying that? That doesn't even, that's not a computing thing with art. You know, it's, it's seriously, I heard all the time, not about my work, but, but just other artists. I'm just like, what are you talking about? You're the artist. What are you competing over here for? Like, that's a totally different style. You know, it's, it's, it's out there. I promise you it really is. But does it, do the other like graffiti artist type people push you to be better in that genre? Wait, say that again. So like, do other graffiti artists push each other to be better in their field, like of you know making these murals and doing really rad things? Those are the people I try to surround myself 
surround myself with, there's not a lot of those people in graffiti world. It's it's a doggy dog world in graffiti. Graffiti is a very uh, I'm gonna go over you kind of thing. It's really? a it's it's really like. But now that it's the, when I see the professionals, like really, that's all they do and they live for it, and that's how they make a living. I can talk to them. You know what I mean? Like I have a few. I, there's a couple handfuls of people that that are pretty um, encouraging. And they, they see what you're doing and it fires them up. It's like fire, like just pouring onto each other. There's a couple friends of mine that I know and they're, they're like, man, you need to keep doing this. And then I get in, I get in their ring and I'm like, dang, keep doing this. You know, we just kind of like fuel each other, which is good. There's just a, there's a couple handfuls. There's not a lot. Oh, did it freeze? Don't freeze. Come back. There we go. I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, that's all right. I think it happens in Instagram Live quite often when you run it for a long time. So I was oh, kind of expecting God. this to happen. I'll just have to edit those little blank spots out, which won't be a big deal. Is there, is there like a limit or something? No, I don't think so. It just does it randomly. Like my buddies that do like skate videos and stuff that like they'll be doing live like blade stuff and playing blade games and they'll it'll just go off and then come back on. Uh, okay. I don't know. What is that behind you? Is that coffee? Yeah, that's my coffee, Brent. <laughs> So I have, oh, yeah. I have my own coffee. Yeah, I need to buy me a bag of that. Heck yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, Let me send me the link. I want to buy a bag. All right, dude. I will I'm for drinking, sure. I'm drinking coffee as we speak. <laughs> dude, I, I, that was a funny one because I was thinking I was going. How am I gonna make a little money for the podcast? Right? Maybe I'll make T-shirts or some merch. And I'm like, everybody does that. And I was driving around. I was like, I wonder how much it is to start like a coffee thing coffee's huge man and really wasn't that much to like get into it just like a little to see how it yeah. goes and it's been like slowly growing which is super fun and i get really dorky about it and oh that's awesome all man. sorts yeah yeah so i like well, send the me the link i'll buy some i'll support you <laughs> right on dude for real right on. hey I... we're both artists <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome so the the artist thing when did like what did you do before and what got you into it in the first place? Uh, so I worked at my church. I used to work at my church. I was in ministry. Uh, I did that for about 12 years, actually. And I basically did art on the side. Any Every time I was free, I was painting. And then um, it was about 15 years ago when I started actually painting, though. Uh, I'd go to L.A. a lot and see graffiti everywhere. Um well, I'd go to Venice Beach actually, and I started seeing I started seeing people's names everywhere, all over the city of LA. Because I used to work with my brother installing alarms, and we'd go everywhere. We'd go all over the all over Los Angeles, and I'd see names everywhere. Just because people do graffiti everywhere, I'd see people's names everywhere. I'm like, that guy's way over here, and now he's in the valley, and now he's up in Northridge, and now he's in Malibu, just because we surf too. So we clean the coast for surf but i'd see people just writing their name everywhere and i'm like what is this world like it was just so new to me and i'm like this but every usually everybody thinks it's junk it's like what is that on the wall but i was just like i was falling in love with it and i just go to venice beach when i wasn't working with my brother because he didn't care he's like yeah you don't have to work today because we go every summer and i was a teenager so he didn't care I just catch the bus, the bus with my surfboard, and go to Venice Beach and hang out all day. Surf, go to the wall. There was a big pavilion over there at Venice Beach, but they tore it all down and they left a couple walls up there. 
And I just started going over there and talking to people, asking graffiti writers. I mean, they weren't, like, mean or anything because they weren't doing it illegally. It was legal there. So it's a different story when they're doing it illegally. It's a very, very, very insecure world. But <laughs> it's a high. You know what I mean? Like, that's literally what it is. That's in a nutshell. Um, but that's how I got started. I came home and I was like, oh, my gosh. Mom, give me spray paint. And... I've been into it since. So where do you go to practice this sort of thing if you don't, like... Uh, I have walls. Whenever whenever somebody says they have walls, they, that means they get to go and do it, paint whatever they want. Um, I have a couple walls in Galveston. There's there's a couple walls in Houston. I have friends that have walls. So I just, whenever I want to paint. But lately I've been so, like, people have been wanting work. I'm like, I don't even have time to go paint these walls now. I've just got to, I got to work on things, which is, I am beyond thankful like that's a blessing to be able to have that that problem but i mean i usually work at my house too i mean i'm not always chasing a wall i'm i'm usually trying to work on a piece at home too just a uh here's here's one little piece i'm working on at the moment um here's my little cloud installation (laughs) (laughs) all right this is is a piece i'm working on i haven't messed with it lately because i'm working on other work so i mean whenever i'm not working on something i just kind of uh I write love big, be free. Uh, that's just kind of my motto because why not, you know? No, it's super uh, cool too. I dig it, man. Yeah. I dig it. Right man. on, man. I appreciate that. I mean, and these are, here's a couple more pieces. These are just pieces I sell. I mean, I've had these pieces for a little bit, but I put them in shows, whatever. No schooling or anything. So you just went straight from that into, in, into um, like. I mean, I took whatever I could find during school. I mean, I went to college and took every art class I could. I definitely learned some stuff for sure. At Galveston College, I had a teacher there, Mr. Stovall, that really showed me technique with color and design. And it it helped me get uh, set free from grayscale to color. That was such a fear to me. I was so scared of using colors because I had no clue. You know, when you like I don't know if you've ever tried to play guitar and you never played guitar. You're like, Oh my gosh, there's so much to learn. You're just overwhelmed with it. You don't even do it. I was discouraged. Let's just say that I was discouraged and I did not want to mess with colors. Cause all I did was black and white grayscale. And now all I do is colors. <laughs> like I don't even use grayscale anymore much. I don't even like dabbling in it. Cause color is so much just, ah, just, just vibrant, you know. That's the that's the world I live in. So that's what I'm gonna use, you know. But you you progress. That's like anything. If you if you love something with passion and you do something with passion, you're gonna figure out new stuff. You're gonna experiment. You're gonna you're gonna trip and fall and get back up constantly. For real, people ask me, how do you do these paintings so big? I'm like, you don't know this, but I'm messing up a hundred times, like a thousand times. I'm just not crying about it at the moment. <laughs> I might yeah, I might yell every once in a while. I might get mad. I might just put my music on really, really loud. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's that's how you just kind of progress. You know, that's that's life, man. That's a that's a life lesson right there, dude. I dig it, and I just thought of something when you were saying that. What happens? And because I, I mean, obviously, I'm not into the. I don't know anything about like the how to paint art. That stuff, I'm not great at it, but, and understanding the theory, super important. What you said was really cool because I've talked to several people, like people that do cooking stuff, and I was like, 
how did you get into it? And they were like, well, I read a lot of cooking books. And then I read their theory as to why you do things like grill the chicken before bake it. Why do you use this utensil with this? Why do you use everything? with? And then after, after, out of that, they built recipes on their own. And now yeah. they make money, you know, selling recipes. So, um, yeah, but, they're, they're inventors. That's as any, any artist, not even just, not just painting. It's anything you're inventing, but that's people. We don't we don't see it as an art form because we think it has to be painting or music or something like that. But we're inventing things with the passion that God gave us. You know, it's really it's the truest form ever. That's what we do as people. We invent things, but we try to put we put a label on it, thinking, "Ah, if I only could," you know. <laughs> yeah. Which is it's a stopping point for everybody unless you break through that point. You know. Well, you do. I mean. Look at you! You're doing graffiti art for money now. I know, That's dude. Crazy. I, I, it's in, <laughs> it's insane to think. Like, what was the, what was like the the first time? How did it go when some like the first time somebody asked for one of your pieces of art or you to do graffiti for money? Uh, my friend Jazzy actually, I painted something on my porch. This was when I was like 16. He said, "I'll buy that from you." It was a I did a, a stencil of a of a soldier pointing up. And it was at a diagonal. He's pointing at a moon. I don't know why I painted it. I just painted it. And he's like, man, I'll buy that for $20. I'm like, really? You'll buy this? Like, it just was, I was like, why? You're going to buy this painting? That, that's a weird thing. It was a weird concept to me. And I was like, okay, I guess. Here, $20. And I was like, it was almost like I, I grieved for the painting. And I was like, but he loves this painting. That's awesome. That's like, it hit him more than it did me. But that I was get that I was like, the transaction part of it, I was kind of weird, you know, it was like, okay, I guess that's, that's my creative like output and he's buying it from me. I just didn't have that concept in me either. You know, it's like you, you figure these things out young, even older, whatever. But then I, I, I felt like, wow, he's going to be impacted. And I don't know if he still has that painting, (laughs) but this was like 18 years ago. Seriously. But it was like, it was cool. I was just like, wow, all right. Because he was so happy about it. You know, I just saw that joy. Like, it was a joy transfer, you know? It's kind of a weird thing to say, but that I transferred my joy into a painting uh, of excitement to paint. And then he wanted that, and it kind of, like, fell onto him, you know? It's like it's a weird, I don't know how to make a visual out of that, but that's me explaining it. Well, I imagine it would be, like, I'm putting myself in your shoes. It would be kind of crazy to have like to paint something be like because you see whenever you do anything whatever it is you look in the mirror you see like all the flaws when you do when you do things you see all the flaws so when somebody else goes man that's awesome i want to buy that and you're like yeah really like why it's an interesting it's a it's a weird concept if you dissect it for real yeah Um, i gotta get back to what i was thinking about because i really want like I really want to know what this is like when you're up on a big wall, like you've done a big mural, like graffiti art and you get like close and then you mess up. Is that an easy uh, cover up or is that something where you have to go over and do a bunch of extra work? It depends on what it is. Like if it's lettering, yes, that can be frustrating. Lettering is, Oh, if you mess up, if you mess up one area and then you finish the whole thing, you almost got to redo some, you almost got to redo the whole thing. And that's frustrating. But when it comes to like my own creative process and my own creative, Hey, we just want you to paint this giant wall. I feel it. 
it's come to the point that I, in my mind, I'm not going to mess up because not that I'm, that's not like, oh, I'm perfect or anything, but I know so many areas of what to do. And now I can put this here and, oh, I messed that up. I'm just going to put this here now because it's, it, it makes me think I'm back in kindergarten and the teacher's telling me, oh, well, that's no big deal. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a little kid up there and I'm like, well, whatever. And if the people don't like it, well, yeah, sure, I'll probably have to fix it again. But when it comes to my own thing, it's I've, I'm doing it like, like almost naturally. I'm not trying to be like it's not an arrogant thing, but it's almost like I'm like just breathing and painting now because I've I've become so comfortable with honestly, I've become so comfortable with freestyling, like just without even a sketch. You know what I mean? Like that that's the point that I've always wanted, but now I want to go further than that. You know, like yeah. I want, I want more than just that. Like, how can I get past that point now? You know? Yeah. And I can see like, so do you ever have mistakes that turn into something like, whoa, that turned out way better than what I thought oh, when yeah, I messed yeah. up? Definitely. Yeah. I guess when you don't look, when you don't step back from something and you're irritated at it right in front of you, you almost just go mad. But then you, I've taken step back. So I'm like, or, or left and get coffee and come back. I'm like, dang, that looks really good. All I got to do is one little dot over here or something like that. And I mean, you get everybody gets frustrated in their own work. I mean, that's not even just artwork. It's anything. Uh, you just take a breather. That's it. Well, I think that's a good point for life in general, man. Like, and sometimes I, I need to hear that for myself, for real. <laughs> I get like that just without painting. I'm serious. Well, I know because, you, like I'm you glad said, you pointed that out. <laughs> you get into it, like you get really into it, and then you're like, "Oh yeah. man!" You, and then you take, you realize you take a step back, and you're like, "Oh, it wasn't as bad as what I thought." Not only is it not bad, that mistake actually pushed me towards a different direction. I can go this yeah, way, yeah. you know. And you Definitely. reset, and then it takes you it's down a the path. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're supposed to go. So that, I feel like that kind of season has been going on lately. <laughs> the reset. <laughs> I think with everybody, I'm serious. No joke. <laughs> how has crazy. this whole How has this whole thing worked out for you? Because I imagine there's plenty of open spaces and time for you to paint. You mean like lately, like this past, like yeah. COVID and all that? Yeah. Um, I've actually been really busy. Like I've I've been painting a lot. Like I mean, I've worked by myself. So nobody is like scared to say, Hey, don't come over here. They're just, Hey, it's just you just come paint or come do this while we're gone. And I'm a man. I've been beyond blessed that that's been going on because you would think art. My first thought is, man, I got to get these, I got to get jobs going while this is happening. I'm probably the first one to get cut. And then I think, no way. Artwork is in such a demand nonstop that counts me and counts billions of other artists because people want that people still want to they want to wonder you know what i mean with with visual art it's still it's still a wonderful thing to have and just to even look at you know especially being at home and you're just surrounded by your you know sometimes i get surrounded by my own place i was like ah, i gotta get out of here i don't feel like looking at anything here anymore you know yeah. Like I did not want to look at my place anymore, so I just went to work on what I had to work on, and I—I I mean, I was beyond blessed to have artwork to do during all this, and now, still out and about. That's—I mean—that it's really cool to hear that because you wouldn't think like you would think the last thing that would work in a 
situation like this would be art. Like that's the last <laughs> thing people would spend money on. But I can also see where when nobody's around, that'd be like, this is the perfect time to get this done. Yeah, exactly. Did you do no, the dab? Seriously. He says, do the dab for Jesus. <laughs> do the dab for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. All right, everybody's on here. That's cool. <laughs> I keep forgetting to read. I'm just talking. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, I guess, have you always lived in Galveston or did you just move there? Yeah, I've lived here all my life. I mean, I was born in Houston, raised here. I lived in Clear Lake probably a year when I was a little kid, but I've lived here pretty much all my life. I love, man, I lived right close to South Padre Island, so that's where I grew up. Oh, cool, cool. And I spent all the time, all my time down there. Um, where did you live? In Brownsville or something? Well, kind of close to Brownsville. Harlingen and Los Fresnos oh, are two places I live, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's not far at all from there. No. I was been- down there, I was down there in uh, February, early February. I went to South Padre Island. Oh, right on, to surf? Yeah, with Stefan. You know Stefan? Uh, Stefan Lewis? Maybe, I don't know. I don't think I know we him. Surfed, we surfed there we on a whim, and we actually got good surf. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> it was good. I was surprised how good it was. I was like, wow, it sucks in Corpus right now. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. That is awesome. What? I guess you surfed your whole life being on Galveston, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. That's if the surf's up, I'm there. I don't, I just paint until the surf picks back up. (laughs) (laughs) Which I guess some people would say in Texas surf that you get lots of time to paint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of time to develop painting. Serious. (laughs) But I love it. If I can't, if I can't go surf, I'm like, well, I'm still painting. I love this. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's easy for you. You've got, you've got two things. I say it's easy for you. You like, you have to work your... it's you, still work. I you have to you. work really hard, I imagine. Yeah, there's some there's some long hours, that's for sure. I mean, there's there's times I'm like, ah, I want to be done, but if I don't finish, then I can't go to I can't go and do this or or I sometimes I get jobs that are too stacked, and that's sure that's probably a good problem, but it can get stressful. That gets stressful because of deadlines, all that. That's there's. There's still stress involved sometimes. I was about to ask you about deadlines and people are like pressing you for it. And you've got to get this thing yeah. done. Today was a deadline. I had to go. I had to go hang some artwork at a at a place, and the uh, at a at somebody's house off the island. And I get there, and everybody's they're still working on the house. I'm like, man, this is terrible to hang artwork here right now. There's gonna be like debris hitting the paintings. Like, why am I even hanging artwork here? But. I mean, the guy said yes. So I was like, okay, let's do this. I'm done. It's out, of, it's out of my house, and now I'm on to the next thing. You know, for real though. I mean, that kind of stuff can get kind of stressful. But do you sell your artwork on your website? Uh, I sell my work on my on my website. Yes, uh, I use that kind of for a portfolio. Website's really good to have because people see that, and then. They either want what they want, or they want what I have, or something like that. But yeah, I still work on the on the website as well. How do you how, how does an artist come up for pricing on like their painting, and like you have to know the time you do it off time you put in, or that's a tough one because it's creative and people are asking for it because they can't do it right, or yeah. they don't want to. You know, it's not something that's in their talent or their wheelhouse sure. or whatever, and it's appealing. So it's really tough because it's a one of a kind. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so as an artist, you're a brand. 
that's basically what you're doing. You're branding yourself, which sounds terrible, but that's how it is. I mean, look at the big name companies that like Nike or something like that, not trying to advertise or anything, but you know what I mean? Like those brands, they, they have to, they have to brand out outside and, and fill in the cracks and, and be everywhere. But I guess coming up with prices, I just had to ask people all the time. I had to ask other artists that had been doing it for years and taking advice. And, and then I remember uh, two years ago, I went to uh, art Basel is in uh, Miami. It's an awesome uh, art week, international art week. And I asked some people cause they had, they had paintings for almost six digits. And I was like, what in the world? How do they even get to this point? And I asked one of the gallery, this is just all gallery owners and representatives there. And I asked one of the guys, I'm like, why is this painting so expensive? And he's like, to be honest, the artist just comes up with the pricing. And then if it takes off, it takes off. I mean, and I'm like, I want to get to that point. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, how does he take off the six digits per painting? That's insane. I'm just like, that's like phenomenal. Like, and he's alive. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I but, mean, that's an awesome. I mean, it's kind of cool to do it that way because you go like, okay, I'm going to throw this price out there. And if it hits. I know. Woo! But then you got to think of the, the one of the biggest things is, is my brothers always told me because a lot of my brothers are in business and they're like, hey, look at the time you're putting into this. Look at the material you're using. Look how much time it takes to get that material. Look how many years you've been doing this. Like, look at your experience. Like, you're important when it comes to this. And that gave me a lot of like self, like not, I guess, self-value. I don't know yeah. how to explain that. that self-value for your work so people are buying what you create they're buying you pretty much and in each piece you know and i know that sounds like vain i'm not i'm just trying to explain that but that's that's something i had to kind of develop and then i talked to a lot of art critiques in houston um and they just told me you know what you need to develop a unit pricing like per square foot per square inch and I was like, oh, my gosh, that makes so much sense. It just makes everything look uh, proportion, you know? Yeah. And then you just – and then I talked to another artist. He said, you just need to give yourself a raise every year or every other year. Whatever you think, you know, whatever you think has gone up or – it's just kind of an eyeball thing, you know? It, I mean, I, the reason I asked that is because it's kind of strange. Like we talked about earlier, the guy buying your painting off the porch. Like, sure, yeah. You know, I, it's a weird <laughs> thing because – you, you, in your mind, I imagine you, like, you, you can go two ways. You can be arrogant and want way too much money for the painting and never sell it because you're like, sure. it's worth way more and I'm never getting rid of this, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Or you could go the other route, which is probably most, like, really common with successful people is like, um, man, I don't really know what it's worth. Like, give me five bucks? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean... And I've done both. I mean, especially starting off the first whatever, however many years. And I thought I have to be strong with my work, but I also want to love people because that's life in general. And there's just those times you just say, you know what? I just, I want to just give it to you. I don't care, you know? And it's funny when you, that's like sowing seeds to me. And that doesn't always happen. That can't always happen. Otherwise you won't make anything. I don't encourage that to art for artists to do that every time because that ends up happening. If somebody, if an artist wants to make it in doing it for a living, you do have to stand your ground in business. It's business. It's 
you're making a profit off of a of a service that you supply people. It's painting, and obviously that's business. Um, but there's just those times that you know, like I, I've I've helped businesses that are starting up before that. Hey, we don't have that much money, and I'm like, well, let's just work. I'll work with you, you know. And I'm I'm happy to see those businesses thriving now. I'm like, wow, I got to help them come up and they're just locals they're not they're not artists they're just starting a business whatever it is you know food or or something like that or a dealership whatever it is you know yeah but i think you are right like you got to eat too you know exactly that's that's 100 percent. i mean that's i think uh if i if i could have i would have taken a business class when i went to college (laughs) (laughs) i probably should still should but whatever i mean <laughs> dude i think I'm, I'm always down to i'm always down to keep learning and, and and helping how my business goes you know how it flows i don't think like in my opinion so this is just from a family like we owned a business a big food service down there in the valley sure right? and uh my grandpa started in 56 and he had a seventh grade education taught himself everything yeah. about business i mean taught he's a smart guy That's awesome but they went through the depression. He had to start working, you know, as a little kid. Yeah. And so like he taught himself everything. He kept the books by hand, all that good stuff. Um, just super smart. And then my dad went to college and he was like business school. Like it's okay to go to college for business, but really I've learned way more from being in it and doing it. Yeah. Like, you, do. I, you definitely do. Yeah. And so like you're, it's, you're really getting the best education of all just by taking yeah. the leap. I mean, that's the scariest trial part. and error, man. Just trial and error. Yeah. I, I have been screwed over in business. I promise you that. (laughs) (laughs) I've done some things and they're like, no, we can't pay you. And I'm like, ah, man, what's up with this? That's what people think about business is you have to have integrity too. That's a huge thing is if you don't hold your character in business, that can mess your whole business up. I mean, that can mess it up for every transaction or, or thing you do. And I think, honestly, I think, God has given me a lot of integrity in business to if I say something to somebody, I give them my word and I don't go back on it. You know, yeah. if I give them a price and then I get up there and I start painting, I'm like, dang, I'm doing this for nothing. What did I say? And then I try to say, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, that's terrible. That's not good business. That'd be like, that'd be like somebody trying to sell you a car for cheap. And they're like, wait, you owe 20,000 more dollars now. You know, you'd be like, no way. I ain't doing this. Yes. I mean, it helps in the short term, but not in the long term. Yeah, I mean, it helps. It, I think it helps in long term, the intent, I mean, having character because you can either have, you can have success or you can have good success. And I think what good success does in, in anything is it helps everybody come up. It doesn't just help you come up. And I think that's, that's something that I want to do with, with artists in general. Like helping them come up because they don't know how to do. Sure, lots of artists don't know business, and they're just like, I don't even know what to what to price this at, and and that's what people help me with. And I just ask them questions, but it's a weird thing, you know. It's a weird thing to talk about for some people. Well, it's a that's an abundant. I love that because I always talk. I don't like the scarcity mindset where you just want to hold everything, hold on to everything. I love the abundance mindset. Like you're in business being an artist and you're like, hey man, you're another artist. I can help you. Like there's plenty yeah, of business to go around for us. Let it overflow. I mean, if it's if it's going to overflow on just one person, then let it 
let everybody get some of it, you know? Let everybody try to, you know, like bring everybody up. Why not? There's nothing wrong with that. And I've had that mindset for a long time because I looked up to, I still look up to artists. I'm like, hey, how do you do this? And they still help me. And I'm like, cool, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a good thing to just talk to people. That's That's something people are scared to do sometimes. It's like, People contact me on Instagram like, hey, how did you do this? Or how do you do this? And I'm more than willing to talk to people because that's the point. That's the point of – that's that domino effect, you know? You get to just reach people through what you love. It makes you better too. It makes you a better artist. Yeah, I mean it just makes you – I think it just makes the joy steady. That's all it does. It just makes it steady. And that's, that's what I want. That's what I want. I want. I just want that joy to be contagious and loving what you do and learning how to do something that you that you have a passion and want to do in the future. You know. Yeah, I mean, so I what what pushed you over the edge to take the leap to do this on your own? So like, what, uh, what, it was you, kind of out of it was out of circumstances. So I mean, I kind of had to, and I just. I don't know. You had another question? No, no, no. That that's pretty much is pretty much long in line. I want to like yeah. find out what it was to make you take that scary leap to like this is my full time job. Yeah, it was just out of circumstances. I had left, and then I was just like, I'm just gonna go full time. I don't want to do anything else. I want to be my own boss. I honestly didn't want to have a boss anymore. I was just like, you know what? Sure, the artwork is my boss. Like that's not necessarily a boss, but it's like. Sure, the deadline it might be my boss, or but I'm going to call the shots. And I just had to trust God, to be honest. That was it. That was my full 100%. Like, okay, I'm going to trust God. And the jobs just started coming in, but I also started chasing stuff. It wasn't just, well, I'm just going to sit here and wait, and I'm going to paint at my house. No, I, I'm, I'm still, honestly, I'm constantly sending out stuff to people. Um I'm just submitting things like lately I've been submitting things to go outside of like Houston area and just try to do like fest mural festivals. Kind of everything was put on stop this past month and a half because of obviously obvious reasons. But yeah, I mean just applying yourself to things. It's, it's just like applying for jobs. You know, you're just like you, but I love doing business though. That's another thing. I love following up with people. I love going after these things because it's, it's a challenge and I look for those things, but uh, obviously it'd be, it'd be a lot better if I had like a manager doing that for me, but I still love doing it. It's not something that I'm like, Oh, it's a great hard thing to do. It's fun. I mean, sure. It gets slow sometimes, but you just kind of have to pick it up. You have to, you have to reset, you know, you like relying on yourself versus relying on a manager. Like you like, you like that part of the job, but then you also like, Relying like, on yourself to get it done. I guess I just I like doing it. I don't. It's not about relying on somebody else or anything. I just like taking care of. I, guess I like taking care of business. <laughs> 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 that sounded so cheesy, but it's exactly what I wanted to say. <laughs> no, I just like doing everything. It's fun. I I I'm in control of my artwork, and I love that. It's it's a blast and. Sure, it's it's fun not having to like answer back at a boss too. You know what I mean? That's yeah. I get to make my own schedule up. Not that it's not hard, but like the first like four to five months that I was on my own, I was scared. I was like, oh my gosh, 
I took on like I took on like three jobs and scheduled them all in one week, and I was like, "What did I do?" You know what I mean? I was like, "I can't do all these in one week. This is too much." I was like, "I gotta figure out like time management. This is crazy." So it was just a whole nother ball game, but it was just a it was an interesting uh, experience starting off. But isn't it, isn't it crazy how like out of those different things like you didn't want to have a boss and you took the leap to do that you're like well it's not worth it to go looking for another job let's see if i can make this work did you have a bunch of money like saved up yeah i mean i had enough money that i could like i could i could sit for a little bit and like but i didn't do that i just kind of panicked and i was just like oh okay let me hurry up and start applying for see if people want artwork and and that's kind of a weird concept but when it, when I when I started, but I had already been doing it, so I kind of had like leads in people interested in art. And hey, there's a gallery here. There's a gallery here. Let me see if I can do a show. Put a show on here. Uh, let me just schedule stuff and I mean do do the most I possibly can. And that I mean that was good, but I just tried to do it all at once, and that's not good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like okay, yeah. I need to be I need to be. Uh, uh, making money now or, or something. I don't know. It was just a different experience, like leaving a job that I'd been at or just leaving ministry. Cause sure they paid, they paid me to be at my church and work and do what I needed to do there. And then I wasn't there anymore. And I'm like, this is different after 12 years. And I, I remember, I remember, I remember in prayer, God said to be free. He said, you just need to be free. I set you free. And that freed me up in my in my mentality big time, like that really like that that helped me so much that I wrote it down everywhere. I still write it down everywhere, and it's so big that it encourages people. And I'm like, that's such a big message for people. It's not just for me. And I write it down honestly to remind myself. And I'm honest, like I write it big and everywhere because I see it all the time, and it helps me like. It's like my journal on the street. I'm serious. Like I have a journal on the street. Be free. Be free. But that's all I'm writing or love big, love big, love big. And I'm just like, I have to read this nonstop so that I remind myself. It's like my reset constantly. Well, it's, you know? I mean, it's one of those simple things. Uh, so yeah. I read that book on a suggestion of my friend Jason. Um, okay. uh, it's that this is not a t-shirt by Bobby Hundreds. Okay, okay. And it was super awesome because a lot of the stuff in there, like some of the most simple things speak loudest. And so when yeah. you just say be free, it's like simple, right? But it also means so much at the same time. Like yeah, you exactly. Can, it means something to everybody when they see like, yeah, like if I drive around Houston and I saw be free, I'd be like, that's awesome. Yeah, man. It's just, yeah. I mean, simple things go a long way. And that's, that's just it's easy. It's, it's, it's being a kid. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, that's something that a lot of adults leave in their life, leave that mentality and not necessarily being a kid in an immature way, but having that kid, uh, playfulness still like that simplicity, you know, that's something that everybody needs and has to hold on to all their life. You know, it sounds, Oh, that sounds easy, but you know what I mean? That's where people get, that's where people lose lose their kid is oh that sounds great but you know that that conjunction really holds them down you know it really does it holds people down but i gotta grow up or i gotta 
do this. I got to do that. You can still have fun. There's still simplicity and being free. It's whatever, you know, you, you go eat somewhere, you just go walk or you just go bike there or take your kids and y'all sing a song on the way there. I don't know, whatever. I don't have kids, but you know what I mean? Like that's just, you can, you can still have that. You can hold on to that. That's a precious thing. It's a simple thing. Yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of people lose it whenever they're like, okay, I'm done now playing around. I've got to become an adult. I have to live my life like an adult. I can't do these silly things anymore. Every Anytime I do something silly, well, that was just silly. Like, I can't go towards that thing. You know, yeah. like, uh, I put on my rollerblades and rollerblades all the time. Like, it's uh, like a little kid. I go to a skate park. I'm yeah. almost 40 years old, and I'm like, hey, yeah, I want to go in the bowl and just roll around. I don't even have to do anything, you know, crazy. I can just roll around and be like... Oh, this is so much fun. It's so refreshing. Like it fills your soul up. It fills your soul up to just do things like that. It's awesome. I mean, and that's the thing. We, we get this like bandwagon thinking, like we have to do everything that everybody expects and that everybody's doing. And, and I think that's just about being free is just doing what God gives you the passion to do in your life, not in everybody else's life. You know, one of the most, one of the most profound things I ever heard, I don't even remember where I heard it, but somebody said, if you put your joy in everybody's opinions, you'll be trapped because their, their opinions aren't going to make you joyful. You you know, if you put your joy in somebody else's opinions, that's going to tear you down. That's, you're never going to have that joy. You know, that's, that's a terrible thing that you waste and waiting for everybody else to make you happy and just do what you do, you know, do what you love. How does that affect you as an artist to, to like, so how do you get over, you've got to go sell paintings. Yeah. You've got to go sell paintings, right? So somebody else has to like your stuff, but the only way you're good is if you like what you do. I oversaturate with artwork that I do. That's what I've learned, actually. I had to do that three years ago. I really had to saturate what I wanted to do because I was doing so many commissions for people. And as an artist, you're going to, when you start off, you're going to, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, you're going to be doing like commissions for people. Hey, I want this painted. Hey, I want that painted. I want this painted. And you're going to lose where your, your style and what you do, if you're not careful, you'll lose what you do and what you want to do and your style of painting and your, your colors and your, whatever your designs. And I had to tell myself, I'm kind of tired of doing everybody else's artwork, you know, like for lack of a better term, like I, a few years ago, yeah, in 2017, I just started, I started freestyling everything. And I said, you know what, whatever somebody wants me to do, I'm going to paint it how I want to paint it. And if they don't like it, I'm just going to give it back to them or give it to them or say whatever, like, Hey, this is how I paint, you know? And I had to really force that on myself in order to do what I wanted to do. And then basically just paint like crazy, everything that I wanted to do. And there was quite a few, like just big walls. I just did. I was like, Hey, I'm just going to paint it. I don't care. Don't give me any money. Just let me paint. (laughs) Seriously, though, I was just like, I just want giant paintings so that people know what I do. And it's not someone's portrait over here. And you know what I mean? You, I just had to reinvent myself. 
and that is something that every artist has to learn or has to do at some point, whether at the beginning or in the middle or even at the end, you know, I think that's a constant thing. Yeah. But that's, that's, that can be a process sometimes if you're just stuck in just doing the same thing and people, people see you almost, you almost become a robot, you know, like you're not actually painting what you want to paint. And that, that becomes more specific and, I had to get out of that because I was doing that for so long. It's like, man, I'm not painting what I want to paint. And people don't want my actual artwork, you know? I was just kind of like a filter, you know? I, I just like, ah, man, I just keep falling into this. That's not what you got <laughs> into it for. You got into it because exactly. you loved the, the creative Ex part. Exactly. Like, okay, I'm going to do this how I paint. And I just had to take – I had to take a leap on that and just do it. And lots of people, lots of people do stick with that only. I wanted to make it work when I when I started selling paintings. I was like, I'm going to make this work, and these people are going to want it because I'm going to paint it how they want it. And I got stuck in that for too long. Not that I don't like doing that. I still do that, but I really put my twist in it even more so. Yeah, well, you got to – I mean, the reason people are – this is the – like, so I love tattoos, tattoo art, all that good stuff, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm into it, and um, I, I – Sometimes I don't understand the mentality like, hey, I've got the greatest idea. Well, this guy has a style, right? Yeah. This guy has a style that he does. If you like his artwork, why don't you just tell him what you like, the things you want, and let him do it in his style. Exactly. Or just let him create it, man. And so, like, that's kind of the philosophy I take in that. I'm not the artist. You're the artist, man. Yeah. You, you create – I want a mountain scene. Now, you create that with whatever you want in there. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Like, you do it because I know I like – Gabriel's work. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was trying to please people too with with when I first started, I was trying to please people with the work, and I think I just got I got stuck in my own I had to, I had to discipline myself, you know, like okay, I got to not do this anymore. I got to I got to start doing my own work and I think everybody has to figure that out in their own craft. Isn't that like having a boss though again if you don't like Exactly. That's what that became. That's exactly what that became. That became, okay, I have to do it exactly like this. And that honestly was a lot of lettering. Let lettering stuff is very precise. And I got so tired of doing that. I was like, I don't want to do any more letters, just the, the simple letters. As a graffiti <laughs> artist, you want to do crazy letters. So, But I love, I, love the, I, I love that I know lettering, though, because it's, it's fun to, to use inside your work and manipulate and it's just another it's another thing on your on your belt that you can throw out there but in a, in a more modern or some other way that you can experiment with and that's something i'm that was actually one of the very first jobs i ever got was doing lettering for my dad's friend his storage company and i didn't know what i was doing and he's like you don't know what you're doing <laughs> And he's, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, I'm going to hire somebody because your dad's my friend. He's like, I'm going to hire a lettering artist and she's going to show you everything and you better soak this in. And I did. I took everything I could in. I was like, the lady was showing me how to do lettering, how to balance things. And that was a huge learning experience because then I got all these lettering jobs. I'm like, dang, I know how to letter now. This is, it's a, it's a, it's an art form, man. Lettering is, can be tough. It can be just balancing letters is I mean, I, I last year I balanced letters seven floors up, seven stories up. I had to do a lettering job up there. I was like, 
I can't believe I learned this years ago that I'm still actually doing this. I was helping a friend. He's like, hey, can you do the lettering up there? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So, But I wasn't like mad about it or anything. I'm just saying that yeah. that, that, that became way too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and just repetitive over and over again. Yeah. It's just a letter. Like a letter is a letter. It's not your creative outlet to just like create exactly. something like yeah. special. Um, how do you get – you mentioned something about working on stuff outside of the state, outside of Houston. Have you done a bunch of jobs already outside, or has it just been pretty much inside the town and surrounding areas? Um, it's been mostly like I'd say about 75 to 80% in Texas, um, whether Houston, Corpus, Galveston, mostly Galveston. Obviously, I live here, so people kind of know my work. But it's it's going into Houston more. Um I'm just applying myself outside of Texas too. I, I have friends in Houston. My friend Noah, he 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 had a place in Miami a couple a bunch of times every year at Art Basel, and he invited me a bunch of times to paint there. And then you just talk to people, you just network with people. That's huge. If you're if you're not networking, you're probably not gonna get to other spots. You know, you got to talk to people, and I talk to everybody, so it's that's a given for me. But I, I just try to make friends with people in those areas and, and try to go back and just kind of take a leap of faith and hope people really do want the artwork and, I don't know, just make friends with people everywhere I go. So it, it's helped, definitely. I, I would love to go somewhere else out of the country to paint. I've had some offers, but I just haven't taken that leap yet. Oh, man, that's the next one. Yeah, That's the next one. I love traveling. Why not travel with art? <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Well, Thanks, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so the, I guess the, the talking to people, the meeting people and the networking, but like in a genuine sense, like we're doing right yeah. now, you seem like the type of guy that would excel at that. Cause you seem like, Hey man, I'm just, you're just chilling, easy to talk to. And yeah, you go and make a friend and start talking about that with no like real intention of selling them anything. But then that guy talks to somebody and the next guy and sure. the next guy and like, hey, I got this sure, guy yeah. I know. Give him a shot. Yeah, I mean, I learned a long time ago because I used to go to Corpus Christi and obviously Nate used to do a lot of shows, art shows. I did a lot of art shows with Nate down in Corpus Christi and um I mean, sometimes I never got any anything out of that, and I was just like, "Man, I came all the way down here. I didn't even sell anything, but I still hung out with everybody, and I was still, I was still advertising my work. This was years ago. This was like when I was twenty. That was years ago. Uh, <laughs> and and I was just like, uh, I'm a little disappointed, but I still had a blast, anyways. Whatever. And then years later, like five, six years later, somebody calls me and they're like, "Hey." I remember you did this show and I'm like, well, I guess I invested time and talked to people and now they want artwork five years later down the road. It's just, that is talking to people and making friends. It's they, you, you put an imprint on people when you just be fun and have, have a good time with people, no matter what. I mean, I'm not a car salesman. Good Lord. (laughs) Nothing against car salesmen, but I'm not like, Ah, I'm trying to sell you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's really tough for people to not want the instant gratification, especially nowadays, it seems yeah, like. But I think human nature, we just want, like, I want the sale. You're, the pressure is sure. to sell now. I need no, this I'm now. No, I'm not saying I don't like that or anything. But uh, you just, I mean, just like I was saying, you're just taking leaps of faith constantly. It's 
you're you're gonna go somewhere and hope for the best and trust God that sure I'm gonna be successful at this event and honestly what I've taken away is okay I made a whole new group of friends that just came to admire my work and I don't even know them but now I do and now they're probably talking about my work to their friends and now Sure. I've had multiple times that that's happened. Like I hadn't sold anything at a show. And then like later that week, somebody hits me up or somebody, or I get a business card and I follow up and then just business starts flowing. But because there's activity, you, you're going after it. You know what I mean? Like there's sure you got somebody's card because they thought, Oh, maybe I'll get a painting someday or, and you just talk to them. I've talked to people for years until they bought a piece of artwork just because they're friends. And I'm just like, or I made a friend at an art show or something. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, yeah, let's let's do something over here paint wise. I'm like, all right, cool. Dude, and that's what I guess that's what I was getting to is that the the instant gratification is learning to to play the long game. Like you didn't sell anything sure. immediately at that show. But then word travels, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. And then they start buying it from there. But you've already built this, like, rapport with people. You've already built yeah, some yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's look. like Jerry Maguire, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he it, stuck to that one person, and it just finally just paid off for him. <laughs> Dude, Instagram <laughs> Live. became his friend. <laughs> Instagram Live does have a time limit. It came up on top. It's We got a minute and 40 seconds left. Okay, okay, no worries. <laughs> Well, whatever. If that happens, that's okay. It works, man. I'll watch the time and then make sure we end it. Why don't you tell everybody right now before we end where they can find all of your work? Uh, you can find all my work on GabrielPressMac.com. That's my website. It's just my full name.com. Uh, you can find it on GapSmack87. Um, and you can drive around Galveston. <laughs> There's a lot of walls you'll see in Galveston. I have a lot of artwork on Galveston walls. Uh, you drive over the causeway, you'll see them there. Drive around the strand, drive around the seawall. There's tons of my work everywhere. And there'll be more. I'm still doing more. So, I mean, that's Dude, how you make a I got to go take pictures. I got to go take pictures next to some yeah, of these artwork. Call me when you do. I'll come have coffee. I'll buy your coffee. <laughs> Heck yeah. No, I'll buy your coffee. That'll work. Uh, that's I mean, better. We'll just be buying each other's coffee. <laughs> We're best <laughs> of friends. Who knew? That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's cool, man. No, send me your link. I want your. I want that copy behind you. I want to buy buy a little thing of that. Which one? The one behind you. This. Yeah. Though okay, cool. I got I've got th two different ones now. Two okay. different ones. We can get away in Summit View because we like to hike, so that's why we named it those names. Okay. So. Well, let me know. <laughs> awesome. I'll bring you back when I come down for sure. Okay. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, thanks, Gabriel. This has been a lot of fun. fun. Everybody go check him out. I got it recorded on the audio, so when I post it, I'll send it to you. Okay, cool. All right, man. Not on, man. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Gabriel. Be free. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to go follow and support your local businesses and brands and artists that you believe in. Thank you to Gabriel for being on the show again. And until the next episode, see ya.